What's up, Michigan? Welcome back to another edition of State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast. We are presented by Lawrence Technological University. Hey, recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports at LTU, including men's and women's basketball. Simply log on to LTU Athletics. Hang Time is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA is recruiting officials right now. Great part-time pay. Stay in shape. Support high school athletics. Go to MHSAA.com for information. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine team. Check out the latest Game Changers segments on the State Champs Michigan show, premiering Sundays, or simply by going to our website, statechampsnetwork.com, or any of the State Champs Michigan socials. The Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards taking place in June. We have a tentative date of June 7th. This year's nominees to be announced in mid-April with the awards held at the beautiful Detroit Athletic Club in downtown Detroit. For more information, head over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Let me introduce the crew that we have now. Uh, Matt Mowry will be joining us later in the broadcast. We're going to get into everything happening on the girls' side of the equation. But right now, we'll start with the boys and uh, I welcome in, as always, TJ Kelly to Julius Kelly and, of course, Scott Bernstein. Boys, how we doing? The wrecking crew is in the building. 40 degrees. It's nice out. It's like this is what it feels like when, you know, we're on the cusp of – of some great basketball, some we're getting. We, it's like this is the this is probably the the best part of starting late that like or having a shortened season, right? Because we're like already into the middle of the season, and before you blink, we're going to be into some March Madness, and you know it, it's it's going to be uh, a, a basketball bonanza for the you know race to the finish. Tru- truly, in this case, every game matters. Yeah. Every every game matters, and. As teams wind up, you know, because they have to feel themselves and stuff like that. You know, we talked about like Ann, Arbor, Ann Arbor teams. You know, they haven't practiced. I know they're they're not the only team, you know, who has had, who have had their gym shut down. But you know, to see some of these guys in their, you know, kind of, you know, finding their grip right now, um, you know, for what they can be for a, a, a great run in April. Let me say, yeah. ooh, man, that's something. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. So we are a topic-based podcast. That's the way we're going to kind of roll uh, so that we can get these in a timely fashion, get to the main points that these guys have, and then we'll just keep bringing it every week. We're going to start with Tajulius, and uh, he has some interesting uh, news and notes that he'd like to talk about. First off, we did have the announcement of the McDonald All-American teams. Uh, There were several nominated from the state of Michigan. Uh, We did see that Kobe Bufkin uh, landed himself a spot on the squad, but there were some others that were in our minds snubbed. Yeah, um, unfortunately, the game won't be played. They just announced names right. of, for the teams. Yeah, um, Kobe Bufkin, uh, six four, six five, uh, lefty guard who's going to Michigan out of Grand Rapids Christian, um, had phenomenal talent. Uh, you know, he's played well. Unfortunately, they've slid the last couple of games. He's got a little injury. He had some some ankle issues. Yeah, I heard he had a big block um, in their game versus Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and then wound up going out. Um, I guess the silver lining is, hey, you get to you're invited to the McDonald's All American or named to the All- McDonald's All American team. Um, it's putting up phenomenal stats. I'm not necessarily sure what they are, but I'm sure they're you know well over 20 points with uh, you know five rebounds, seven assists. Um, but yeah, he's a talent to definitely watch out for um, in the years to come, and hopefully we'll be able to see him on TNT or TBS in the in the next few years. He's Enough. explosive, man. Yeah, um, and then obviously we all know about Pierre Brooks, uh, who's headed to Michigan State. Uh, I mean, he's putting up robot and you know video game numbers. I think he had forty-five and thirteen and twelve or something like that um, in a win in a win on Tuesday night. Um, 
you know, should he have made the team there? The argument is definitely there. Uh, you know, I mean, people are going to pick and choose and there are only so many spots that you can fill. Um, but you know, Pierre Brooks is definitely a, a player that you can say would be there. And then who, a team that will be my new number one team, Orchard Lake, Sam Aries. I know that some people are, you know, saying, well, you should have been done earlier. Um, but you know, you win two games, uh, over, over top five teams that being grand blank and Hamtramck, and that was that win was Ham versus Hamtramck was Tuesday night. But Julian Roper um, has been nothing short of phenomenal in leading his team, the senior from Orchard Lake St. Mary's, and he's headed to Northwestern. So, you know, those three are, are probably, you know, let's say this Pierre and uh, Julian are, you know, the two players that, you know, would make a, a, the next argument, I guess, um, for being McDonald's All-American candidates. You know, hats off to them. In our minds, or at least my mind, you're still all right with me. Roper's a savage beast in the open oh, yeah. floor, man. And then over the last couple of years, he's really improved his outside shooting. Yeah. He is a, a, a real terror going to be heading into the Big Ten for Chris Collins. And then P.J. Brooks, Pierre Brooks Jr., I mean, you got to put him up there. You know, in, in a storied league like the PSL, he's got to be up there with the, with the best offensive weapons that the, the, the league has ever seen. Um, he is a, a, a natural scorer. And then, again, kind of like with Julian Roper, over the last couple of years of his high school career, he developed into a really, really good shooter. And, you know, you guys may know this better. The last multiple Michiganders that I remember there, at least in my memory, is Keith Appling and Ray McCallum yep. at the game. That's where we went to. We went to uh, Columbus to Columbus, check yep. that game. And uh, uh, that's, as from what I understand, from what I can remember, the last multiple guys that made Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, and before then, I'm sure we I, did Albert White and Maurice Taylor or something right around that. The the Fab Five Part Two. Yeah. Um, or something like that yeah. with uh, with Gerard Ward and, and I mean, uh, so many other. And you've guys. got some states who have Travis multiple Conlon. guys every single yeah. year. Well, I think Washington leads the year leads this year, and Paul Paulo Panchero, who is. Six foot eight, six foot nine, and I mean a man child. Mom played at Washington. Dad played at. I think mom was played on the basketball team. Dad played on the offensive line or something like that. So I mean, you you mix the thoroughbred with a, you know, a, a, a thorough, two thoroughbreds. Two thoroughbreds. You know, you're gonna get more thoroughbred. Yeah. You know, right. if I can if I can try to quote Austin Davis's dad, right. um, whose brother is uh, actually very very huge as a freshman at Onstead. He's so pretty good too. Keep an eye. Little on little Austin Davis. Yes, I some I was sent a picture and the guy that was defending him. You know, I only saw his hands. It kind of looked what's weird. What's the little one's name? Aiden. I thought it was because I was Ashton. Aiden. Aiden Davis. Aiden Davis is 6'9 and does not carry around any of the baby fat that Austin did year one and two. Interesting. Well, you mentioned Julian Roper. You mentioned the game against Ham Tramick, and, uh, and that was a doozy. Oh, it was it was phenomenal. Um, that was, you know, I talked with, with uh, DJ Foster, the head coach at Ham Tramick, after the game, and he was letting me know that, you know, this is only the second big game that these guys have played in. And he's referring to Rouge as the other, the other big game. You know, they were all freshmen and juniors last year. Um, so this year, when they, you know, and they're going on the road to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. I think the last time that they, I saw that last time that they played was 41 years ago, you know, in the yeah. record. And I think 1975. I think that like the Eagles goes back so far that there was actually a tie or something like that. It was like the all, all time, you know, win loss record is like 4 13 and 1. They hadn't played since like 81. They hadn't played in the gym at Dombrowski since like 75. Right, right. And so, hey, but I'll tell you what, Hamtramck might be, I mean, in my opinion, they're the best team south of 8 Mile. East of Telegraph and west of the water, um, 
but yeah, they're 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 phenomenal. Um, Amari Allen, uh, top notch. I mean, he's six foot three, sophomore guard, sophomore point guard. And one of the things he he takes a lot of the ifs out of it, the equation because he's already six foot three. It's not like you're watching a sophomore and he's like, hey, you know, he's five ten, five eleven. Well, you know, dad's six four and mom's uh, five seven. If he grows and if he if he eats his vegetables and does his stretching, well, the kid's already six foot three. That was a real big game for him. Um, when he's going against guys that have that have had seasoned, uh, like I mean, a, a season that most guys, most teams already don't, have, you know, that are still looking forward to in the next few games in Orchard Lake St. Mary's, you know, that that might have been a little overwhelming. Uh, but um, a Javier Whitaker was was really really good um, as you know in the first half. In the second half, um, it was his teammate Herschel Marion, who's a five nine five ten uh, shooting guard, um, a junior. Uh, for Hamtramck, and they actually got it down to one possession in the fourth quarter, and with, that's no other team in the state can say that they've done that, and I'll, they're only going to get better as the season goes on. I look for their game, Hamtramck's games versus E-Course in River Rouge later on this season. Well, last week uh, we brought up Mac Manseal. Yes, uh, you talked about him as somebody we need to look out for uh, for him. about the last two weeks. Yeah, you, you mm-hmm. might be right. And uh, somebody listened, at least out there on the west side. Yeah, Grand Valley State, uh, they wound up offering. Rick Wesley definitely knows, you know, he's got an eye for talent as well as trucker hats. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, uh, Coach Wesley, you know, he's had a lot of success. He's been there at Grand Valley State for 15, 16 years. Um, he's taken, the, you know, them to the Final Four um, in the Division Two net for the Division Two championships, or if not the finals. Um, and, you know, if they wound up landing him, that'd be phenomenal. Uh, Parker Day was his AAU teammate for the Reach Legends. And he's already committed there. So as soon as that that tweet went up that said they got offered from Grand Valley State, you know, Parker Day was boom right there. And he's a senior at Saginaw Heritage. And so, yeah, um, Mac Mansell would be a phenomenal player in the GLIAC. I do know that there are some Division ones that are reaching out. I'll explain that later if, you know, more yeah. when things become more finalized right, right. and more secure. Um, but as now, they're just they're just feeling around and they're asking questions. And so many of the times, Division ones will pay attention to the GLIAC schools because the GLIAC is widely regarded as the top Division II yep. uh, league in the country. And so when they offer, then others, all of a sudden they're just like, man, I hope if we offer, then this is going to happen and right. this is going to happen. And so they're hoping that that offer uh, winds up sticking and uh, Mac Mansell is a sailor. Yeah, he's a talent. Yeah, I got my first look at him on Monday. I went, I went and watched a half of uh, the game against Dakota. I'm, I'm really impressed. I hadn't seen Mac. I didn't see him in the summer. Um I hadn't seen him since he was a sophomore at Country Day. Um, and people were telling me when I was putting together my Macomb Athletic Conference power rankings, I put him at number two. I put Anthony Bernard at number one, the sophomore uh, shooting guard from, from Gross Point South, who's pretty good and already has a Division One offer. No. Maybe. He does. Okay. It's, you know, it's one of those offers that people might. It's coming. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's a U of D offered him. Okay. So uh, smart. So um, people were telling me that that Mancia was actually the number one player in uh, in the MAC since he hadn't played a year. I put him at number two. Um, I, I think that after watching him yesterday, it, there's a strong argument that could be made that he is the number one player, not just in the Macomb Athletic Conference. He's the probably the best player in all Macomb County. Um, he is just dripping with finesse. I mean, <laughs> this kid, uh, he does it all, and he's, uh, he's, he's bouncy. Yeah. He's real bouncy, and uh, 
plays with a real high motor, um, a lot of love of the game. It's fundamentally sound. Uh, I I think it's great that Grand Valley offered them, and I, I expect more offers coming down the pike soon. You just you, unfortunately you miss a year um, when, it, especially if it's your junior year, it's going to be you know it's going to um, inevitably it's going to take your recruiting backwards, right? For whatever reason, it right? Is. Yeah, well, the missed AAU season, you right? Know, I mean, they yeah. lost and then out you on can, that, right? You can pound, yeah, I mean, you couple you, the two together. You can pound the and, thing with with the fact of the the pandemic and yep. the the kind of strange AAU season we had, yeah. So he's just been hidden for two years. Yeah, I think that he's. When I saw him, he was versus Gross Point South. I was, I could tell that man. This kid's been in. This kid's been in the weight room working. working. Like he's working he's in the lost gym. a lot of that baby fat. Like he's better laterally. He defends better. I mean, his his athleticism. You know, when you lose a few pounds, um, you know, now I mean, it's like me. You know, I could touch the rim. You know, instead of just touching the bottom of the net. You know, this guy's coming through with some monster dunks. I think he's really improved his shot as well. Yeah. Um, and and so those are things. And the thing about where he is at Sterling Heights Stevenson, more noted more noted for their football, you know, he's out there and he's playing like like he drank a two liter of Mountain Dew out there, you know, and everybody else is drinking diet Mountain Dew. And he's trying to say, no, nah, you need this good stuff right here. You know, put that put that diet stuff away. This is how we're yeah. gonna and yeah. and so I, let's see how fast he can rejuvenate. You know, and get those guys on the same page that he is. You know, Andre Turner. And joining force with Andre Turner. You know, who's headed to Central Michigan. I remember seeing him in the 2019 Motor City Round Ball Classic. And he's I going was as like, a, oh. He's going as preferred walk uh, Central. I, uh, that I'm not sure of. Okay. But he, when I talk to him, I just know that the two questions that I've ever asked him, have you ever thought about playing college basketball? And where are you going to, where are you going next year? And he said, Central Michigan for football. So, oh, for football. Uh, oh, for yep, football. Yeah, okay, for football. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, it's six foot five and 220, 30 pounds. I'm sure that he'll be all right as a Chippewa. Cool. Well, I know that uh, Pierre Brooks, we mentioned, uh, and, um, you know, him getting snubbed for the All American game or the All American team, as it were, this year. Um, they've got a big game coming up. State champs will be covering the. Detroit Martin Luther King Douglas game taking place this Friday, and King has a player back on their side that uh, they're looking forward to seeing back in action. Hey, I'll tell you what, Omar Ziegler, hey, hats off. It's going to be great to see you back on the court. Um, King is, you know, they they've been all right. They you know they had a they had a big win against Goodrich last night, double digit double digit win against Goodrich last night in a game that was put together, you know, in forty eight hours. Adding Omar Ziegler now, all of a sudden you're talking about a six foot five power forward, or excuse me, forward. Who brings it every single game, um, every single minute? He does leaves nothing out there. You talk about one of the toughest kids in the state. You talk about athleticism. You talk about a guy that's gonna who wants to claim every rebound or miss as his own. I mean, he just changes the attitude that much more. If you think George, let's say this. A lot of times, Omar Ziegler is playing at a ten, and you think that George Ward is coaching at a ten. Well, he makes George Ward look about like a nine point seven. You know, so uh, hats off to Omar and uh, hopefully, you know, um, you know, the injuries will be out of there. And, you know, he's, you know, the arguably the top unsigned senior in the state. Yeah, he's a pit bull, man. I love uh, I love his game. He's so tenacious. Um, but I also want to give a quick shout out to GW's son. Uh, yeah. G. Jaleel. Jaleel. Jaleel Ward has been shooting the ball really well um, mm-hmm. early in the season. Okay. 
All right. Well, again, state champs will be covering the game Friday between Douglas and King. Heavily anticipated matchup. You'll be able to check out the highlights over the weekend, not just on the state champs Michigan show, but also on all our socials. One thing I wanted to get to uh, that uh, was some sad news uh, when we heard about the former uh, Hudsonville Unity Christian star, TJ Van Covering, who was uh, unique in the fact that uh, won state titles as a tight end in football in 2018 for the Crusaders and then as a power forward in basketball in 2019. So basically the same school year uh, killed in a snowmobile accident uh, recently um, any thoughts on on what you remember about TJ and he went on to Hope College where he was playing football for uh, Peter Sturzma yeah I, I'm it, it's it's just sad whenever you know, whenever you hear about anybody's passing um, you know especially somebody with so much future and and I mean I mean he the kids he, he should be remembered as a winner as a as a great kid from everything that you know, I remember you know asking questions and stuff like that. You know after they won their state title with Unity Christian, um, you know and just a real pleasant kid. Um, I mean you could say maybe like a gentle giant competitor. You know and yeah. and, and a guy. I mean just I mean you you hate to see anybody go, but you know so, so with such a bright future and a and a winning attitude that was surely carry carry on. You know in life. You know in in. And that's one of those things like, you know, you know, you're supposed to have grandchildren, you're supposed to have children and, and they're going to be like, oh, granddad, that was you with that steal. That was you with that dunk. Wow. I didn't know that you could have that athleticism, you know, yeah. and then they'll laugh and stuff like that. And, you know, ha ha, you know, and, but, you know, to have those lost memories, to see those memories slip through, um, I mean, life is, life is precious. Yeah. Be careful out Leading. there with snowmobile and accidents. I've yeah. had friends that I think he got you know, hit that, by a car actually. Yeah, and it's really and it, tragic. It's, it's 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 sad. I mean, it's brought yeah. up you know other moments um, that we've been involved with with the basketball yeah. um, community. You know, in the past, and uh, you know, we'll we'll he he will be remembered, and um, you know, and, and as the positive winner. And uh, having a positive influence on That's right. on those around him. Also, a reminder: live for the day, live for today. Yes. You're not promised tomorrow, so make the most out of uh, what's going on. Things aren't as bad uh, as they could be, so uh, enjoy the time you have and uh, look on the bright side of life. And uh, he lived it fully and uh, was an amazing athlete. He will be missed. Well, another big game that we're going to have on state champs coming up this Friday is the. Ferndale North Farmington game that will be taking place. We're looking forward to see uh, uh, how that one is going to turn out. We've talked uh, the past few weeks uh, on the podcast. We have mentioned the fact that uh, Ferndale is a team to be reckoned with, and they have a formidable score. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Trayvon Lewis, Trey Lewis, uh, six foot five junior wing guard, uh, already has a handful of Division One offers at the mid major level. Um, put up the uh, a fifty ball. On Saturday. 50. I think that's the first. I don't know about the rest of the state, but for Metro Detroit, I believe that's the first 50-point effort uh, this season. Yeah. Um, he had 20 points in the third quarter. Mm. Uh, he was doing it on both ends of the floor, baseline to baseline. Uh, he's got a, a silky smooth stroke, but has really improved his his move to the rack and, and his finishing ability. And I love him on the defensive end of the floor. I've seen him twice this year um, in that trap they run. Uh, he uses his length, and he's very active. Uh, he had a big steal in the Clarkston game last week uh, where he went in for a kind of a game-sealing dunk in the last minute and a half when, when Clarkson had cut their lead to three. I believe he uh, made a steal at midcourt that was, that was critical. And then uh, I saw a couple steals on uh, Saturday where, you know, they were pulling away, and, and he, he grabbed the ball and went in for a little uh, – <laughs> little razzle dazzle, a little razzle dazzle at the rim. Right, yeah. right. Well, I, I was at the game, and 
you talk about shooting the ball into an ocean. Mm. I mean, like he couldn't miss. I, like, you know, I, I had I had the video camera, and I tell you what, it was the easiest clips. I was like, Trey Williams three, Trey Williams three, Trey, Trey Williams, Williams Trey Lewis or Trey Lewis, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. Trey, Lu- Trey Lewis for Steel. Trey Williams, Steel is, in, Trey Williams is in uh, West Lafayette. He should be in East Lansing, <laughs> but he's not. And I'll just leave that at that. All right. Well, again. Um, <laughs> We'll have highlights for that this weekend. Ferndale North Farms so, should be in. Uh, yeah, and what I'll say is that I don't have any question after seeing this kid for three years that he can play uh, high major basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he'll land at, at a high major school, but I'm confident at his size, at 6'5", with his ability to shoot, his ability to defend, he's got good enough handles. He doesn't have bad handles. He's got, you know, yeah. uh, good handles. He rebounded well. And yeah, he, there's he certain, crashed the glass. There are certain things that I check off. You know, I'm like, all right, yeah. well, I know that he can score, and I know I know that the length are there, the measurements are there. Oh, this dude was hitting the rebound. He was, he was you know, he's hitting the boards. He's defending, and he kind of stepped it up. The thing that was impressive was, you know, he was looking at, like, matching up with Pierre Brooks. Pierre Brooks was matching up with him. Well, yeah, let's not forget. And let's not fear, forget. We didn't Pierre say Brooks that. went off. Pierre, Pierre Brooks had a, a game that many people would say, "Wow, man, that's a that's a legendary night." I'll retire. We didn't even we didn't even say that. Let's set the context. I kind of buried the lead. He had a fifty ball going up against a Mister Basketball candidate in Pierre Brooks and Douglas, and they beat Douglas by twenty. There you go. There you go. Well, interesting. We mentioned T.J. Van Corbury and how he made the transition from football to basketball. He just kind of equaled his that used that athleticism uh, to be a stud. And over in Southfield, they're having a similar. Yeah, I'm real high on Caleb Banks this last couple of years. Uh, blue chip defensive lineman uh, on the football field for the A&T Warriors uh, was initially committed to Arizona State. The last second ended up signing with Louisville. Uh, had a Michigan and Michigan State offer. Uh, just. You know, he's this kid that translates that football mentality onto the hardwood. Probably the the highest motor in Oakland County. The kid is just an energizer bunny. Um, Draymond Green-esque in his skill set. He can't shoot the three like Draymond can, but in terms of a kid that can handle, can facilitate from the high post, um, he's got a a nice mid-range game and, you know, doesn't miss layups, has a nice game uh, with his back to the basket, is a leader. Um, just a kind of kid that, unfortunately, we're at a time now in this, this era of, of specialized sport, and you got to pick one and then go with it. I, I think nine times out of ten, Down. Caleb Banks doesn't play basketball his senior year. Even if he played as a junior, he doesn't play his senior year. Um, but I asked him, was there any question in your mind that you were going to play basketball this year? He said, there was no question. Right. I, I, I love, love basketball. Um, and he's someone that plays with so much heart and soul. Um, and I, I actually took some, just like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm recounting on this podcast all the grief I've taken for rankings I've put out. Uh, I took some people, um, you know, telling me when I, when I showed them my Oakland County top a uh, ten, and I had him. I think at six, um, people thought that that was too high for a football player playing basketball. And I was like, no, he's not a football player in basketball. He's a basketball player that happens to also be a really good football player. Um, and I'm not talking about projecting into the future. If, if you're talking about projecting into the future, there's no question. 
Caleb Banks projects as a football player in the future. He's an undersized big at a uh, at a Division One college. He's six. He's six six. Okay, yeah. so he's kind of like two hundred sixty pounds. Right, he's kind of like an Antonio Gates was Got when it. he played at Kent State. Got it, but not um, like a Paris McCurry. Is it Paris? <laughs> Paris the only person that's ever been drafted in the NBA. McCurdy, Paris McCurdy. Paris McCurdy. He got drafted in the NFL, but he played. He played for the Raiders and then would, he got drafted by the Nuggets and that was yeah, back he, in. No, the, I think he played for the Nuggets and the Broncos. Yeah, so all right, yeah, you yeah. know that's sorry we that's digress. Not, we digress. Yeah, that. Uh, but but that's back uh, in forty years ago, Dave Winfield got uh, yeah drafted in all three yeah, sports. Right. Yes, 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 and could have been a hockey player as well. But ba- but Banks as a high school football player, uh, he's the best post player in um in in Oakland County. And as a high school football, or sorry, as a high school basketball player in my coverage district in Oakland County, I'm very, very confident in putting him in that top ten. Um, and he showed me why he should have been in there when I saw him against Adams a couple days ago. Again, didn't score thirty, but he had like twelve points, twelve rebounds, five assists, three blocks, four steals. Just was all over the uh, all over the floor. All right, awesome. And then finally, uh, Scott likes to do this on a weekly basis. We're going to bark at the moon <laughs> for the wolves. Well, I'm just going to say, I think I, I touched on this a little last week, but I want to expand a little bit, especially after what happened earlier this week. Clarkson's like sitting at five or six and one right now. They lost Fletcher Lawyer. A lot of people were writing the obit on them, just like they kind of were after Dan Fife retired. That you know, this era of of Clarkson basketball that we've seen for the last, you know, since the the early 1980s is over with, and we kind of have to turn the page. Um, well, no one's really sent the memo to the Wolves, who are still playing like classic Wolf basketball teams. Again, they're six and one. Their only losses to Ferndale, and they were ahead. They were on top of Ferndale the whole game until the last four or five minutes when Ferndale uh, pushed pushed in front. Um, they beat Cast Tech by twenty five on Monday. Was it Monday? Uh, Sunday. It, it was. It was sometime it was this week. Yeah, Some point this, this week. week. Uh, that is a very good win. Decisive. Um, they've, uh, you know, they they you know anyone you're putting in front of them other than you know the Ferndale game they're dispatching. Uh, Nate Steinman, great shooter. Keegan Waselk, really, really good point guard that that does a lot of really positive things as a coach on the floor, mm-hmm. um, as someone that can stuff the stat sheet in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Mike DePillo, the uh, Division One recruit as a quarterback, is their uh, power forward. Just another kind of guy that that is very versatile. Every game is going to get you like ten points, ten rebounds, four or five assists. Um, Luke Scherler's coming off the bench is another, uh, or I think he's kind of a, uh, he starts some games and other games he comes off the bench. Uh, he's a senior big guy, about 6'8", um, that looks real good in the post. Zach Austin is a kid that I think is having a breakout this season. He's a junior um, that's getting his first time as a starter. He's about 6'1", 6'2". He can slash, he can shoot. So, you know, between Steinman with Silk and Austin, you still have three snipers. You have Wasilk, who's one of the best point guards in Metro Detroit. You got Biggs and DePillo and Scherler. So, you know, you check a lot of the boxes. And I'm not saying this team's going to make a run to, to Breslin because I don't think they are. But this is a team that is not going to go quietly into the night and just relinquish their 14 straight okay. OAA Red Championships. Okay. It's going to be a, a dogfight between them, North Farmington, and Ferndale. All right. Good. Good on you and uh, good on the Wolves. We'll see what happens. OAA Red, always fun basketball. 
Speaking of basketball, watching state champs uh, this weekend and this week. These are the games that uh, we've covered. Uh, we They're all Friday games, so I mentioned King at Douglas. We will have on the network Ferndale at North Farmington. We'll have highlights of that one. We also have highlights of Allendale at Unity Christian, so showing Unity Christian and uh, the uh, Vancouver and clan, you know, some love this week too. It should be a good game as well. That's what we've had, uh, quickly, um, before we go on the boys side of things and let you guys go and we bring in Matt Mowry to talk girls basketball. What are some games you're looking forward to, uh, later this week and this weekend? We just touched on it. We did. Ferndale, uh, North Farmington. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are a ton of games. I'll, I'll tell you what, Ar- Arthur Hill at Grand Blank. Um, you talk about two of the top teams in the SVL. Um, they're going to, I expect Grand Blank to wind up winning. Um, you know, Arthur Hill, you know, they've got some guys on that team, you know, Chris Smith and stuff like that, who got guys who are, you know, he's a junior this year. Timmy Jordan. Uh, Timmy Jordan is a six, seven sophomore who's really done a great job of just, you know, working on his footwork, um, you know, kind of developing his game more from like a, just a big and middle school, um, to, you know, more of the high school. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, and he, just was mu- he was just muscling guy. people. I mean, he yeah, was, and, he was and, like and a 13 year old kid and very, was... and very efficient, you know? And so, uh, you know, that, that's going to be, that should be you know, a fantastic game there um and then um what else gross points out the dakota you know um two of the better guards i think you know obviously you mentioned anthony bernard earlier with gross point south but josh hines is oh, one of those guys yeah. who, who kind of slid under the radar behind ryan rollins last year ryan rollins having a phenomenal year at toledo this yeah. year as a freshman but josh hines is one of those guys he's he's 5'11 ultra quick Gets to the basket pretty much at will, and when he's shooting the ball well, you know he's he's, he's a, a he's a terror out there. He's a rhythm shooter, and he had a yeah. forty he had a forty ball a couple weeks ago. He had forty three. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is no one to sneeze at. Mm. He is uh, he is a is a determined uh, uh, playmaker that can slash and shoot. He can get up there. He can fly too. He can dunk. Yeah. For a guy that's not uh, you know six, six feet, five. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Some some guys would be Maurice Jones, so yeah. as we mentioned, Arthur Hill. You know, shout out shout out to the vertically challenged. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that. And don't forget on um, then on Saturday, um, you've got some Catholic league games. Um, Brother Rice is going to play at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, they got healthy this. I'm past looking week. at some of the MHSA scheduling, and, and I'm not sure you know exactly what's going on. But you know, you've got U of D Jesuit. Let's just say this: their games that start at one o'clock, their games that start at three o'clock, their games that start at five o'clock, and their games that start at seven o'clock on Saturday. So, um, if you're looking to get out of the house, uh, you know, you're done watching the Tigers preseason uh, uh, pitchers and catchers and stuff like that. Um, then you know, you might want to head outside and, and and if you maybe if you've had too much of this warm weather. Um, you know, you can get out and watch, or at least watch. If you can get in. Let me give one parting shot real quick. Go ahead. Uh, I was kind of hard, and I think rightfully so, on Brother Rice last week. Um, they did not bring a full effort in their uh, two games against Jesuit and Brother Rice. Uh, sorry, Brother Rice did not bring a full effort in their, uh, in their games against uh, Jesuit and De La Salle. Um, and they spent three days uh, going back to the lab and working on defense and and working on uh, some of their sets. And they came out against uh, Catholic Central over the weekend and drubbed them. Now, Catholic Central wasn't playing with Cooper Craggs, but just looking on the floor, they were playing with the energy and the aggression 
and the passion and the purpose mm-hmm. that wasn't there the previous two games. Okay. So I, I hopefully that's a, a torner. A, a torner. That is hopefully a corner being turned by this program because we know there's so much talent there, and they already took a, a step or two last year, and we were waiting for them to take that that next couple steps to to where they are elite. And I think that's that's where it's trending. Fantastic, gentlemen. As always, appreciate it. And uh, Matt Mowry's coming up next. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, you can recruit yourself at Lawrence Technological University. It's real simple. Here's how you do it. Listen to this. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right, welcome back to State Champs Michigan Hang Time. Time now to talk girls basketball. And to do that, we always bring in the digital managing editor at statechampsnetwork.com. His name is Matt Mowry. I encourage you to read both Matt and Scott Bernstein's blogs. They do a lot of it. It has to do with recruiting. You can just check out the State Champs uh, scout team info, check out the news info, whatever it seems to be they're writing about. They've always got something going on uh, that's happening, and not just in Michigan. So you can get all kinds of Midwest talk. All right. First, Matt, I I want to uh, get your comments on Wayne Memorial. I had an opportunity to see them last night, uh, and uh, it was a 6-0 matchup versus a 6-0 matchup. KL K-L-A-A East battle uh, between Wayne and Belleville. And both teams were really up for it. You know, the the pregame and them on the court, they were really fired up. But um, uh, once the game got going, it was all Wayne. And I was just incredibly impressed with how the team played overall. It was their fourth game of the season. and or the fourth game that they've allowed 25 points or less uh, to an opponent. And uh, again, Belleville was undefeated. They won by 59 points, which is the largest win uh, they've recorded since December 4th of 2015. So it's been a while. And there's been some really good Wayne teams in that span. Uh, but this one was just putting the pedal to the medal before Belleville could get its second field goal of the game the Zebras had already had a 27 to 5 lead that's just what it was and of their 32 first quarter points and we're talking girls basketball you're saying you don't generally see this flow of scoring uh, 12 came off offensive rebounds um, 24 47 boards off misses first eight minutes and who I'd like you to talk about is the Minnesota commit the senior forward Alana Michaud she had nine points just in the first eight minutes, had 23 and 19 boards uh, in the game, 23 points, 19 rebounds. Uh, in fact, there were four double-digit uh, double scores for Wayne in this one. I got a little echo in my so I apologize if I do a couple of clubs. But, um, but again, watching her play, she's one of the few players outside of uh, someone like maybe a Rakia Jackson, who I r- honestly believe could play on the boys' team, you know, and and compete. Uh, she is that athletic. She is that quick, that strong, and just tenacious. Uh, I mean, she's one of the best players in the state. Oh, absolutely, she is, and it's one of those things where when you come into high school, and especially on the girls' side, 
it used to be if you were six foot two and didn't trip over your own feet, yeah, you were probably going to get recruited by somebody. When she came into Wayne, she was six foot two and athletic. She was almost kind of a Dennis Rodman kind of player, yes. simply because they had a lot of scorers on that team. When she was a freshman, they had Cameron Clegg, who went to Clemson, who was a Miss Basketball. After that, they had Janae Terry, who went on to Illinois, who was a Miss mm -hmm. Basketball candidate. They made two straight trips to the semifinals. So she didn't really need to be. But the other part of it was that she wasn't really an offensive player. She was a rebounder. She was a defender. And she was great at those things. What she's done in her four-year high school career is really expand her game and become more of a competent scorer, become somebody who can create her own shots. Because that was the thing. She was one of those kids who was getting a lot of her points, especially early on in her career, just cleaning up the boards. And that was her role. So she didn't really go outside that. But Wayne is one of those interesting cases because in her career, as of right now, when we filmed this on, on Wednesday, 72 and 13 overall in her career, 15 and 3. Unfortunately, in the KLA East, they haven't been tested much. So it's always really been about what they've done in the non-conference season. Last year, her junior year, after Terry graduated, weren't really sure what the dynamics of that team were going to be. They start out 1 and 2, and they really weren't a tremendous factor in the race. But yeah, I think... Jarvis Mitchell at Wayne has really done an incredible job in turning that program around. They went 0-20, I believe, his first year there. Wow. And he's really built them into a powerhouse in the year since then. He hates that when I bring that up. Yeah. Um, he, uh, but for obvious reasons, but you know, two straight trips to the semis before last year, they bowed out, I believe in the regional semis last year, this year, they're going to be one of those teams that's right there. And she's a large part of that reason. There's been sort of a pipeline from Southeast Michigan to Minnesota over the last few years. You know, we had Ty and Kahindi Bello, the twins from Lathrop who went there, uh, destiny Pitts and Jasmine Powell from country day, both went there. Pitts ended up moving on to Texas A&M, but Ty Bello just finished up a career last season and that was almost a thousand points scored and over a thousand rebounds and and Alana really has the potential to do that at at the Big Ten level as yeah. well be a thousand point thousand rebounder and she has the potential like you said she's got the strength and upper the, the Bellow twins were very narrow she is a bigger stronger player than yeah. either of them were and she's just as athletic she does she is one of those kids you look at and go wow she's got potential no doubt about it. And I will shout out Lachelle Austin, the uh, Eastern Michigan commit who had yep. 17 in the game. Uh, there is a uh, kind of a partner in crime that she has digging up the boards, uh, the junior Devi Matthews. Uh, mm -hmm. And she was, uh, you know, excellent. They're, they're, um, you know, they work off each other and again, just making it really, really hard uh, for teams to rebound against them and, and just so many second chance opportunities and also just, uh, you know, tons of putbacks, putback points that, uh, you know, all of a sudden you look at look up and they've got 87 points. So it, it, it's, it's a it's a crazy uh, system. But uh, shout out to uh, to Wayne. And I know we, as of last week, you had him at number seven um, on mm -hmm. your current rankings. We'll. Where do you you still have them saying seven? 
they'll probably yeah they'll weekend, probably so. yeah they'll probably bump up a slot or two renaissance may end up falling a little bit toward the bottom end of the top 10 maybe out of the top 10 depending they just lost to port huron on the road uh okay last night i believe so yeah they may end up be they'll probably be six seven someplace in there still all right stay in that top 10 uh all right i know you wanted to get into uh scheduling Yep. Go for it. One of the, one of the things that I was a little worried about, and especially on the on the girls' side, I know boys kind of sporadically have the tournaments spread out a little bit throughout the year, but in the girls, it tends to be the big tournaments are in whatever portion of November you play, December, and a little bit into January, and then it usually turns to the league race. And one of my concerns was that with the condensed schedule that people were going to be locked into their league schedules a lot more and not really have the chance for the intersectional games that, that really, quite honestly, are the ways that you kind of see who's for real and who's not. Because, yeah, beating up on somebody in your league is one thing, but when you're able to go up against the best and really do those measuring stick games – What's turned out is that I think teams have used every opportunity to kind of figure out ways to get those games back on their schedule if they'd been canceled or bring new ones up that hadn't even been thought of. One, one team I look at in specific uh, is Kent City. Division three team with Kenzie Bowers, who's going to Illinois State, very, very good team, but they're in a conference in the CSA Silver that teams really just can't compete with them, you know, especially at the bottom end of the league. They played Lakeview, Hesperia, and Holton. Those teams are combined 2-12. and 12. Kent City beat them by 289-46 to 46 scores. They've outscored opponents by an average of 53 points per game throughout all seven of their wins. And now, as of filming, they hadn't played league rivals Morley Stanford Wood and White Cloud, both of which are four and two and toward the top end of the conference. But still, it's one of those where, like I said, they're locked into that conference. And that's one that came up when when Kent City scored 125 points against one of the against Lakeview early in the season. Well, they have seven players on the roster. What are they really supposed to do? And they're almost in one of those situations like Whittemore Prescott was back in the day in football, where people just don't want to play them mm-hmm. because they're going to get beaten. So really, you're almost kind of stuck when you're somebody who's kind of out, you know, further away as they are from from some of the bigger population centers. I like to see when they had a mutual open date, East Grand Rapids, who I've got ranked number two, and Kent City both had a day, and they said, let's do it. Nice. It's it's perfect. East Grand Rapids is one of those teams that is willing to play anybody, anytime. They're playing Kent City. They're playing Edison. They played Hudsonville from the OK Red. They played Kalamazoo Central and Marasha Wiggins, who's you know going to be a Miss Basketball candidate. West Bloomfield has done that. Played Renaissance and Edison twice. They'll play Chandler Park. South Lion East that I just saw the last couple of days has Adrian Lenaway Christian and Arbor Prep and Celine. Renaissance is you know three and three now partly because they're playing that that murderous schedule. They played West Bloomfield, Edison, Port Huron, Wayne Memorial, Marion, Grass Lake, Frankenmuth. Some te- teams, as the kids say, want the smoke. Some do not. And it can cost you. I mean, Renaissance is 3-3 three and three for that very reason because they've played a tough schedule. But it's still worth it in the long run because those are the games that get you ready. Beating somebody by 57 points doesn't really get you ready for the postseason. It's playing in those games where you play those end-of-game scenarios that get you ready. Yeah, and and we see a a larger gap 
of talented teams uh, in girls basketball. We just do. So Absolutely. when you have an opportunity yep. to play those great teams that you will see, uh, maybe not early in the tournament, but definitely midway and beyond, uh, you got to be ready. Uh, we talked about the McDonald's All-American uh, situation yep. on the boys' side. We congratulate Kobe Bufkin for making the team. Pierre Douglas and Julian Roper did not. Uh, there really wasn't anything on the girls' side. No, and there wasn't anything for for a lot of our our, our uh, state champs footprint. Uh, we had one girl out right. of the three states that we cover, um, and she's going to South Carolina. South Carolina had four recruits, as Michigan did on the boys' side. Had South Carolina had four recruits, nobody from Michigan, and yet again, I mean, it's one of those things where we talk all the time about the level of talent this that this state produces. We've had four McDonald's All-Americans in the years since they started the game in 2002 on the girls' side. Tiffany Shives from Lansing Christian in 2005, Destiny Williams from Benton Harbor in 2009, Madison Williams from Country Day in 2010, and then nobody until Rakia Jackson last year, or excuse me, two years ago, I guess that would have been in 2019. Right. Nobody last year, nobody this year. And then you... you we have a lot of talent, and you, there are some of those kids, whether it be a Brees Allen Bynett, at Lenaway Christian or Marasha Wiggins, who's going to UNC. One of those kids, it seems like, would maybe get a sniff, but it is what it is. It's one of those things that you monitor every year just if it happens, and it, it didn't happen yet again. It didn't, and it's interesting that Madison Williams here, that was the one year that Ray McCallum from Country Day was also on that team as well as uh, Keith Appling from Pershing, and uh, we went down there and covered that game in Columbus and saw both games, and that sure. was the inter interesting, uh, you know, th you know, having three players there was, was unheard of, so we had to go <laughs> wherever the game sure. was. So it's crazy. Uh, real quick before we um, end this thing, um, any big games coming up that uh, you'd like to shout out coming up this week and maybe people would like to take notice of? Yeah, one of them that filmed right after we, we – or one of them that got played right after we filmed this, Bay City, John Glenn, and Frankenmuth. John Glenn coming over to the TVC8 um, from the, the Saginaw Valley League, and Frankenmuth is one of those top 25 teams. Actually, both of them were this week. Um, Edison at Mercy. And then we get to, toward the weekend. Harper Woods Chandler Park at Edison on Friday. Lenaway Christian at Fowler. Uh, East Lansing at Parma Western, both of those teams undefeated. Um, Grand Rapids Christian at East Grand Rapids on Saturday. Wayne Memorial at Renaissance. And Heartland at Howell will go a long way toward deciding what happens in the KLA West on Saturday. Then as we sw switch toward, toward next week, Arbor Prep at South Lyon East on Monday. Marion at Renaissance. And Grass Lake at Michigan Center, which is mm -hmm. the the Cascades uh, Conference. Those two in D3 have gone at it for the last three or four years. And Grass Lake is one of those teams. They beat uh, a Chandler Park Academy team that I've got in the top 25 and deserves to be there. Mm. Beat them handily. That Grass Lake team is going to beat a lot of people. But Michigan Center in their own conference has been kind of the stumbling block for them. Fantastic. Matt Mowry is the digital managing editor at statechampsnetwork.com. I suggest you go there every day because there's always new content on the journalism side that's being uh, uploaded quite frequently. So check it out. Of course, all the videos are there as well. Follow Matt Mowry on Twitter. Uh, and um, thank you for being here, my friend. We'll do it again next week. 
Sounds good. All right, so that's it this week for State Champs Hang Time Michigan. Again, follow State Champs on all the socials. State Champs Michigan show premieres on Sundays. Until next week, people, have a great one.